it's so expensive, right? Yeah. To keep putting out new content and to keep creating new content in the way that, you know, an album cycle does. And there's all this content there already that you've created and, and put poured, you know, your blood, sweat and tears into and probably thousands of dollars. And it's just sitting there <laughs> already made. And the way people listen to music now too, if it's been sitting there for a while, nobody's heard it for months and months and months. So it never hurts to just remind people. I mean, how true is that? There's how many people in this world that haven't heard your music? There's how many people locally, definitely globally, that haven't heard your music? One of the big takeaways from this conversation is how okay it is to push previously created songs, previously created albums, put a focus on it. You put a ton of work on it, put a ton of work into it. I know the industry is all about staying fresh. People want to see what's new. What are you working on next? But if you have a great catalog, if you have some great stuff that you've been working on over a year ago and you haven't been able to move on to something new, it's okay to go back and focus on some really neat marketing things surrounding your previous release. And that's what this conversation is all about. Welcome to the Release Day Series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Hewitt, and my guest today is Alicia Toner from the East Coast of Canada, Prince Edward Island. We're going to talk about her sophomore album, Joan, that she released on June 25th of 2021. That's right, well over a year ago. She did something really cool with this album. She released it again, put focus on it again, I should say, a year later, so calling it the one year anniversary because that's exactly what it was. Super cool idea. You put something out a year ago, bring back the focus to it. She also released a single from that album featuring a longtime collaborator and Juno Award winner and actually former guest of this podcast, Joey Landreth. This song is called Tonight, and that was something you'll hear a little bit about as well in our conversation, why they chose that song and what they did with it to make it fresh and make it new. And it's just a great conversation about making the most of an album release. And Alicia is also gaining some accolades in uh, 2018. She was a SoCan songwriter of the year this year 2022 she was a canadian folk music award winner for solo artist of the year for her album joan and she was also nominated for multiple east coast music awards and it's really cool you're going to hear the significance of those in a story that she's going to tell us near the end of this interview. Just a reminder, you can head to our website, releasedayseries.com to check out all of our previous episodes as well as our limited video series and sign up for our newsletter, bi-weekly newsletter, so you do not miss an episode or update from the podcast. Broadcasting from the traditional territory of the William Treaty's First Nations, the Mississaugas of the Credit, Anishinaabek, Chippewa, Haudenosaunee, Wendat, Inuit and Métis peoples, this is my conversation with Alicia Toner. Alicia Toner, Alicia Joan Toner, I know your middle name now, thanks to this album. Uh, thank you for joining the Release Day Series podcast to talk about your your album and your, you know, kind of interesting release of tonight. Yeah, following thank its you. Release. Thanks for having me. Alicia Joan right. Toner is correct. That's <laughs> it. Well, it's been like a year since the release of the album that's so you you had the one year anniversary you've been 
promoting the songs this album for for a long a long long time talk to me about the kind of revisiting the the release and kind of focusing on the one year anniversary of of the release of the the project yeah i mean the one year anniversary thing was really just kind of like the the timing of it all it was around the one year anniversary that i was thinking about releasing another single so i kind of just used that as a as a jumping off point but it was mostly felt that there were more songs on the album that could that could be put out there. I'm pretty proud of this one and and I released three singles already um when it came out last so ahead of the release and this song was always on the maybe list within those three. So when it came around again, we just kind of did a radio edit and um of course Joey Landreth sang backups on the original as well, but we just kind of did like a, a remix and a remaster of it to, to bump up his vocals, to make it a bit more featured. And, um, I was really excited to kind of put it out into the world a yeah. year later. <laughs> yeah. As you should be. I mean, lots of, lots of accolades around this and, and, and awards. So congratulations on yeah. everything that's surrounded this this album as well 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 deserved i absolutely love joan i love i love this album it's it it i i actually had a chance to speak with the the brothers slandereth uh about their their new album and um big fan of of how they sequenced it and as equally big fan of how you sequenced this album as well and i think that goes a long way in and really created impact. Thank you. That was a painstaking process, actually, the sequencing. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't want to say I'm glad to hear that. But, you know, I don't think it's something that maybe it's really thought about too often. It's like you kind of try and lead maybe with your big tunes and then, you know, you kind of maybe backfill the rest of it. And to be honest, not a lot of people are making albums anymore. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's one of my favorite things. I love I love sequencing and I love I love the journey of that and I love making albums and an experience for people. So you're actually the first person to comment on the sequencing in like okay. a year. So I am very appreciative of that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it, my, my pleasure. I mean, it's, uh, it starts off, it starts off so, so great. And, um, and just, it just has a way of getting to, to the end that is just a, a really, a really nice journey. Um, we went through a lot during the creation of this album. I know that there is, um, you know, you, you've been working on the songs for a long time, even before it's released. You've been through a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Talk to me specifically about tonight, as it is sort of the re-release. Of, you know, you're re-releasing this single. There's a pretty heavy tone to, to this song, as, as much as it sounds, you know, uh, sonically like a lot of a lot of fun. But it's there's a, there's a pretty pretty heavy meaning underneath this song. Yeah, it's, it is, I mean, I guess they're all kind of love songs in their own way, whether they're, you know, good endings or bad endings, but, but this one is kind of the, the only real love song on the album, I call it. And, but it's still, you know, after you've been through a lot of ups and downs, it's that moment of like, do you actually, um, do you actually let yourself go there or are you going to? kind of pull back. So that's, that's kind of the underlying tone of the, of the whole song. Will they, won't they? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, you said Joey 
Landreth is on a few songs, but was there something specific about tonight that you wanted him uh, on this this track, or was it just kind of do you send him a list and he was like, I, I want to, you know, we'll get on this, or or how how did you kind of determine working with him on which songs? We well, he's good pals with my producers Stuart Cameron and Peter Fusco, and oh, and cool. the three of us. Well, we always Joey also played on my first album and sang a bit, and um, we always knew we wanted him to come back because. He's just so amazing. Um, but the three of us had a conversation about which song would be great for Joey to specifically sing on. And we all chose this one. You you kind of had a hand in producing this album as well. Did you not? Did you do some or at least the demoing prior to, you know, getting them recorded? Or wh- wh- how much of this did you have a hand in as well? Kind of recording? I mean, it's all definitely a very collaborative process with yeah. Stuart and Peter. They've always been wonderful at at taking my ideas and running with them. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a producer, but I would definitely call myself the creative consultant for sure. <laughs> um, I usually, you know, I write folks, I say that I write folk songs and then they kind of take it and, and make their magic. But then we kind of go back, they do what they do. And then the three of us go in and, and tweak stuff and talk about it. And if I really don't like something, they'll they'll change it. But it's not often that I really don't like something. <laughs> yeah, they play the role of the producer. The part, you know, it, it's it's such a big deal. You know, with so many, you know, nothing wrong with bedroom producing and people doing things on their own. But you know, you talk about jokes on me being starting out as sort of this acoustic kind of you know train um, song train song that yeah isn't really that at now you know uh, no. so so there really is a great importance i, I mean i'm sure it, I, I when i heard that i was like i would love to hear the acoustic version that you you did yeah but uh yeah that's a big role that producers play in and getting the most out of out of the songs yeah i agree and yeah i think jokes on me was quite possibly the largest transformation mm. um in terms of in terms of where it started and where it ended but but yeah they're um they're pretty good at working their magic so one song also that stands out to me is when i was a kid that got me pretty emotional listening to that it's very <laughs> it's sort it's very you know scaled back in terms of you know again, that's really more of you just kind of acoustically as well where did you have to go for for that like was that hard to 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 write like to kind of dig into some of the the content for for that song it's emotionally anyways because man it hits me that song um i started i was falling asleep hmm. and i started to write it in my head as i was falling asleep i wasn't doing a good job of falling asleep um but i got up and um went downstairs and and wrote it all out immediately and it's never changed so it wasn't that like it doesn't it doesn't happen often i'm not somebody that's always just like oh no it just moved through me i didn't even write it um but that one i kind of feel like i didn't even write it um it just kind of it just kind of fell out and it is one of my favorites i love that song kind of making you go back a, a little bit here but do you do you know why you picked june was there any reason for picking sort of the, the near like guess the beginning of of summer for for a release like this was it just ready actually it wasn't ready um but it needed to be so i we just kind of picked a date 
out in the future <laughs> um, to release it by, and then went back from there and planned all of the single releases and and so that we had deadlines. I need deadlines to kind of get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean the production too that you put into the the music videos to come out beforehand as well. You think that that takes time? I know that jokes on me is sort of like one of the the ones that really you kind of had a team of people that sort of did multiple roles to make it come together, but that's still sure did. Yeah. the production value of these, of these videos and, um, you know, call my name. We can talk about it in a second, but cause I mean, that just recently came out, but you gotta kind of think about if you want the production value of these things to be what they are, that also plays a part in, okay, when, when do we need to get everybody together to make this happen and, and produce the quality that we want to, produced for something like this prior to the release the jokes on me video was actually the smallest team Mm. and the lowest technically like the lowest production value of all of them um and yeah we did it in one day at my friend's farmhouse on on pei um but and then on the flip side of that you know the have it all music video was a huge crew and we worked with Mila Clarks, who's an amazing filmmaker here on the island. And um so it was a it was a large production value and we still did it, I think, in about two days. Uh because they're so efficient and we had like a really big team working to get it done. But um yeah, that was that was a really fun one. They were all really fun. That's one of my favorite parts of doing this is making videos. <laughs> were, were you originally like, can, were you theater before making music or is that just sort of tied yeah. in because they're also very theatrical. You could tell you're very like in, in the, uh, in the moment as well. When, no, that's when... what I, I went to, I went to school for that and I, my career and was in theater and music theater for probably 15 years before I went to music. Cause it, it's big help. I think it's a big help being in theater and, and, you know, or it can be anyways, it can, you know, just having that bit of a background, then getting into music, performing in front of people, you know, it's, it all kind of goes hand in hand, I guess. It does. And at the same time, it's a thousand times more nerve wracking. I find to perform your own stuff, mm. to sing your own stuff than it is to be a character. Right. And so it didn't translate very well for me. Okay. <laughs> I felt it was I felt it was a brand new skill that I had to learn and even talking to the audience at first I was just so scared because it's so vulnerable and it's so there's just nothing to hide because it's you and you're singing these songs about a very vulnerable part of you and and, you know, not everybody writes that way, but that's really kind of when I started writing more is when I had many more vulnerable things to say. So, um, yeah, the theater background definitely helps with things like the videos and large performances on stage. But when it's, you know, the singer songwriter stuff, it was really um, useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually talking about about your your life. Yeah, I I, yeah. I can see I can see that as well. <laughs> you know, and, and I think it, it's the great thing about this album is that it, it can touch people, and you know, it does not. I mean, yeah, it's specifically vulnerable for for you and those stories, but a lot of it too, right? I mean, the whole re- you know thing as a as a musician, I'm sure, it's, as well as the reason for a lot of the accolades is that a lot of people can just relate 
to it in their own way, no matter what it is, either they're, they're going through or experiencing or, or feeling these, these songs connect. I hope so. All of my favorite musicians are, you know, people whose albums I've listened to at the exact right time, you know, that where you feel like, oh, this, I could have written this because it reflects my life so closely or it's so parallel to what I'm going through. One of the things I love that you're doing with this and, and maybe did, did some of the awards or anything like that have to do with sort of revisiting and, and really releasing some of these, the songs or at least the music video or putting a bit of an emphasis on the one year? No. Good. <laughs> no, Good. they were all, they were all from the original release. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And and I think it's also a big thing. You know, you, you've, you've, you've gotten a lot out of the, the many years that this album has kind of either been in the works or, or being prepared and, and then released. And then a year later, you're still pushing that. And I think that's a huge thing for, for musicians to, to hear as well, that it's okay to push that. And I will kind of at the conclusion, talk about what's coming. I'm sure you're working on other things because you're, you're ready to, to move on from Joan if you haven't already. It's been a but while. Yeah. It has, <laughs> it has been a while, but I, I just love that you've, you've been able to, you know, say it's okay to come back and think about, you know, doing a radio edit for tonight and releasing it as, you know, as a, as a single uh, as with this. And then, you know, call my name, having a music video put out, you know, just over maybe just under a year later, I guess, uh, from, from the release. So yeah, it's okay to do that. It's so expensive, right. Yeah. To keep putting out new content and to keep creating new content in the way that, you know, an album cycle um, does, and there's all this content there already that you've created and, and put poured, you know, your blood, sweat and tears into, and probably thousands of dollars. And it's just sitting there (laughs) already made. And the way people listen to music now too, you know, if it's been sitting there for a while, nobody's heard it for months and months and months. So it never hurts to just remind people. You know, I think we kind of get stuck in the, oh, like obviously the algorithm world where things need to be coming out in order to be noticed or things like that, that we maybe maybe just forget that we can do other things that doesn't technically, you don't need the streaming services to pump you out there or try and look for them to be the, the catalyst to streams that really don't equate fans you know it's like let's look at let's look at what we can do what do we what are we in control of and you know let's let's milk what we've got call my name is beautifully put together your idea for that very theatrical as well great production in that and um you know very cool interpretive dancing and Mm -hmm. is that something you did or did you just kind of like figure that out as part of creating this music video for that i i had the whole concept in my mind I knew what I wanted it to look like. I knew what I wanted it to be. And then I enlisted the help of my very talented friends. Um, Colton Curtis, who you saw in the video, who is the other dancer. He, he choreographed it. And yeah, the the rest concept-wise was all me. And then an amazing team that just took my thoughts and made them a reality. <laughs> it's, a, it's awesome to see that. And, you know, just a sort of that cathartic point where things sort of you know, with a song, you know, near about near the end anyways, sort of 
picks up again and you have that big scream and it's just very you know again you could kind of tell there's some of that that uh, that theater background to know when's a good point to to change the visual <laughs> visuals or have the visuals accompany how the, the song changes so yeah, very thanks. very well done yeah last kind of just thing on the on bit of like thinking about the the release I, just trying to think about goals too did you have any goals like for this album aside from like finishing it um you know that you wanted to uh, achieve either prior to or after the release and did any of that change as you went through the the release process i this album came really close to never seeing the light of day i was lucky enough like long we had we had done recording in 2019 and a year later um and it, it wasn't finished at all and a year later i was lucky enough to get factor funded for it and it kicked it into gear again and so my goals were small i have much bigger goals now moving forward but um like i didn't have high hopes for streaming numbers or sales we were in a pandemic like sure streaming would have been great but it's never been something that's never really been my focus um but i this might sound i wanted to be nominated for an ecma <laughs> out here and i did i was i was nominated for two of them um because i'd never you know i came i grew up on the east coast and grew up watching the ecmas and then I, I went the theater route and did that for a long time. And music was something that came much later and was much scarier. And, but it's always been a goal. Um, just like, you know, not small, not a small goal, but, you know, a, a, a what seemed like an attainable goal out here. And, and so that happened and that was really awesome. And before that happened, the Canadian Folk Music Award nomination happened, which was like exceeded my expectations. So that was cool. Amazing. Yeah. You Well, you won the, the Canadian Folk Music, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> for, for the album, correct? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So what now? Is it, do you retire? Or yeah. Do you... <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. downhill from here. So. No. <laughs> that's well that's awesome no i i love that you know it doesn't sound you know it sounds it sounds like exactly what you should do you should have the, those goals and and, and it's, um, you know it's not my it's awards are funny and i don't put all of my stock in them because i think that there are a lot of incredible artists that get passed over and mm -hmm. and it's you know certain people's opinion and for some reason the ecmas have just always been on my radar for that so that was that was fun. So you're working on new music, I imagine. It's been worked on. Yeah. Got new stuff. Yeah. Got new stuff. Working on new stuff. Working on a new album. Um, awesome. Release date, uh, TBA, but um, cool. Sometime in the you know coming months. <laughs> well. Alicia Joan Toner, thank you for for your time uh, and talking about your album once again. You know, a thank year you. after. What's um, your middle name? I don't know your middle name. You know what? It's pretty. It's James. James. Oh, it's pretty Alexander close. James Heward. That's right. Alexander yeah. James Heward. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alicia. All right. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye. 
you can discover more podcast episodes as well as our limited video series on our website, www.releasedayseries.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we've added that option to the website as well. Send us a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, whatever you'd like. Any support helps. But most importantly, we appreciate you listening and sharing the podcast. Thank you.